0: Robin Williams with the Science Show this week, coming from Denver, Colorado, where the AAAS—that's the American Association for the Advancement of Science—had its annual meeting last week. So we have one Nobel Prize winner, several ignoble ones, and one dead star who's put on so much weight that, well, you'll see. The star is 1987A, and it was a supernova, a colossal light in the sky and a mystery. 37 years ago as we wondered what was left and now we know it was published in the journal science run by the AAAS. and here's an author associate professor patrick kavanagh from dublin i remember when 1987a (laughs) erupted it
1: was an amazing sensation and do you recall the way it was written up do you know i've never come across newspaper articles maybe it's just because i'm not looking in the right places but I'd never seen any of the press coverage of it. And it must have been amazing, particularly down in Australia, where you could see it in the sky. Exactly. And it still remains the youngest supernova? Well, the youngest supernova in the local group that we've seen, yeah. If another one had gone in the local group, we should have detected the neutrinos. So I think it is the most recent.
0: And what is it? Is it a star that explodes enormously?
1: Exactly that, yeah. it was a massive star. As massive stars evolve, they burn through their fuel in the core and they burn through successive types of fuel until they leave a big iron core in the middle. And when that core gets big enough, the center of it will collapse, which produces the explosion, which is the supernovae.
0: And it reaches us in light, and you can track it that way. And you did so at the time.
1: Well, no, I didn't at the time.
0: <laughs> because, you were, you were four.
1: Eighty-seven <laughs> yeah. A in particular reached us in two ways. The first way was through the neutrino burst. So neutrinos were detected from the explosion, which are produced in that core collapse. And the reason we detected them first is neutrinos will not really interact with very much at all. They passed from the core straight out through the collapsing star. And they're going through this room at the moment? Lots and lots of them are going through this room, and me and you at the moment. But they pass straight out. So they are completely unimpeded, let's say, coming yeah. towards us. Whereas the core collapse continues, and the shock front that mm-hmm. propagates out from that takes time to reach the surface of the star. And we don't see light from the explosion until that shock breaks out. And that's why we detected neutrinos. And then a little while later, the light that broke out of the surface of the star.
0: And all these decades later, you've had a chance to look up close to see what's there. And what are you publishing this week?
1: Well, ever since the explosion, the fact that the neutrinos were detected suggests that a neutron star was formed, Okay, which is a very, very dense star with basically the density of nuclear material. So... Imagine the mass of the sun packed into something the size of the city, you know, 20 kilometres across, and all of that mass, super dense, one teaspoonful weighs as much as Mount Everest. And it was expected that one of these existed in the centre, but no direct evidence has ever been found. You know, and it's been looked for through all the big observatories over the last three decades, like Hubble and the VLT. There's been some indirect evidence, but for the first time, we have detected direct evidence from radiation from that neutron star in the centre of 87A. So we're seeing radiation from it light up a part of the inner explosion debris but the fact that we see that infers the presence of the neutron star.
0: And that's with the James Webb telescope. You've got a chance to get in there and work with it.
1: Yeah absolutely. So I worked for many years on development of the mid-infrared instrument and of course it was amazing to bring that experience on into working on the 87A programme in the team to put my knowledge of the instrument to good use to make this amazing discovery. (laughs)
0: Was there any kind of argument that it might have been something else between a a neutron star, as you say, something the size of Sydney that was weighing as much as the sun, would you believe? Could it have been possibly a
1: black hole? So, potentially, a massive star can collapse and explode and produce a black hole, if it's big enough. The neutron star gets too big. It can no longer support. It gets so dense, (laughs) it can no longer support itself and collapse into a black hole. And it is possible that 87A could have produced a black hole. Now, it would have needed a lot of things to go right because the star itself wasn't big enough. But even the neutrino burst, actually, that detection favored a neutron star because it was a long neutrino burst, which points to a neutron star. But, you know, massive stars could produce black holes. It seems not this time.
0: We said it's a young one, but in terms of our being able to spot it, it's a long way away, isn't it? So many years.
1: 160,000 light years away so uh, you know if you, if you consider it like that the true explosion happened 160,000 years ago a long time ago the explosion that we observed in 87 truly happened 160,000 years ago it's just taken the light that long to reach us and we saw the explosion <laughs> in 1987. And James
0: crazy. Webb is so powerful as an instrument you can actually get far more even than the Hubble
1: I wouldn't say that. JWST is not designed to be a direct successor to Hubble. It's not the same type of telescope. Hubble observes the optical and a little bit of the near-infrared bands and the UV, but JWST is designed to be an infrared telescope. It's optimized for infrared. It's a companion to Hubble, I would say, not a replacement or anything like that, and Hubble is still there chugging away all of these years later, nearly as old as 87A itself.
0: My final question, given the fact that there have been many supernovas around, are you able then to look at other remnants to see whether there's a similar story of a neutron star?
1: We absolutely do, and we know there's many supernova being recorded in history. We can go back and have a look at those. And we do go back and have a look at those. The
0: Chinese it? recorded one way back.
1: Yeah, I know they absolutely did. And there was a few recordings. Kepler and Tycho Brahe recorded supernovae. We can go back and have a look at the remnants of those explosions. And indeed in some of them, notably Cassiopeia A. There's a neutron star sitting right in the middle of it. <laughs> so it's certainly not the only supernova remnant that we see these things. We see them in, in quite a few. It's just this is the, by far the youngest one.
0: Congratulations. Very exciting. Thank you. Thank you, Robin. Dr. Patrick Kavanagh from Maynooth University outside Dublin, one of the authors of the paper in the journal Science, published on Friday a week ago.